How's it going, folks? It is Dave the Drummer here, your most excellent co-host. Join with me, as always, is my good friend Matt. Matt, say hello to the nice people. Hello, how y'all doing today? We are going to spend a little time getting you caught up with All Japan, what's been going on from October, okay? And we're definitely going to talk about the Real World Tag League as that's the uh, thing coming up in just a few days. But uh, first off, we just wanted to uh, begin the episode by letting you know that uh, we had been dropping hints on our Twitter account and on our Facebook group that we were going to have a awesome interview, a can't miss interview with a former Triple Crown heavyweight champion. And that turned out to be uh, an old... Uh, a friend of mine through the through Facebook, uh, Ty Okea. Uh, just it was awesome to have him on the episode. It was like just the best. Me and Matt had a great time talking with him. Uh, that is going to be covered over the the next few episodes in the second part after we recap the episode. So we're we're really jazzed about that. Basically, you're gonna want to listen to the whole thing. We had so much. We we learned so much from talking for him in the past. Like what, like two two hours that we talked to him, at least two hours. We learned so much. Uh, good laughs, uh, good stories from his, uh, what he partnered with Mudo, uh, that won the Triple Crown Championship. But uh, yeah, definitely take a listen to the next few episodes. You're gonna have a great time. I guarantee that. And I would definitely like to get him back. For more questions because there's so much to learn from them still. he had a good time talking with us about some good old days about a lot of you know friends that he's made over the business and uh if there was one thing i could you know really say is he really emphasized um trying to keep nice and chill with a- everybody that you come across because you know you never know who you'll bump into down the road okay uh, you know thank you so much for talking with us over the next few episodes so let's get over to the news you know the first thing that we want to discuss is um we want to talk about unfortunate news that came out that uh, zeus uh has unfortunately contracted COVID 19 and will be isolating self-isolating for the next couple of weeks he will uh, of course be keeping us posted on his uh, social media accounts uh, he's fairly active on those and if he doesn't i mean i com- completely understand it but a-, a lot of folks seem to be you know just trying to get the the agenda out there that a this is a real thing b this is what i'm going through and c i'm gonna fight it with all i got you know and uh you know it's very unfortunate for the lives that it has taken you know some people fight it with all they've got and Unfortunately, come up short, but uh, you know we wish the best for Zeus. Uh, Zeus had the the some of the information put out uh, was mentioned on their Twitter account was that uh, Zeus had not any real close contact with any re- wrestlers recently, and so they are not worried about exposure in the immediate time to other wrestlers. However, uh, it's very hard to say that anybody did or did not get exposed to it from being around him so uh all japan has kind of kept things uh relatively neutral in terms of 
what's going to happen with Zeus's participation with the real world tag league. Obviously, they have to keep that under consideration. And also, if Zeus got anybody else, uh, you know, infected as well, it's very unfortunate, but it's a part of the, the real world. It's it's 2020, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it, it could have happened to anyone. It's very true. Very, very sad to hear. Uh, I've had it. It wasn't fun. So I completely get it. And I do wish him the best in health. His health is more important than the tournament. I'd love to see him still be a part of it, but if something has to happen, I'm sure they'll find something to make up for it. Because it'll take about two weeks or so, two plus, and that's when the tournament starts. So it's going to be kind of close. I mean, if he can make it or not, but I'm sure they either accommodate or replace them. But at the end of the day, I wish him the best in his health. They can deal with it, you know, as best as they can. Uh, you know, we wish them the best in handling these kind of things. It's, it's very tough. You know, it's a very real thing. Very tough. We wish Zeus the best in the coming weeks. Moving on to the next piece of news. Kohan Shoji Co. Limited, LEC Limited, who is also a sponsor for All Japan. I'm sorry, for New Japan. The, they are collaborating with All Japan on a new project where folks can view all Japan related videos on Conan's eShop. Conan is a website in Japan that sells uh, household goods, pillows, blankets, uh, just lots of different stuff. And uh, folks can now go and view All Japan stuff through their website. And uh, they are also having special contests and giveaways and lotteries for some of the folks that go on to Conan's uh, eShop and go and check these this stuff out. There was a press conference held by uh, All Japan wrestlers, and there was also the appearance of Kinzo, who is an executive for one of the companies, uh, was present to help kick off the new relationship. Um, yeah, it, was pretty, it seems like a pretty cool new uh, avenue for All Japan to go down. It's really good for them to try to expand out and get awareness, uh, get you know their their name their brand associated with uh, companies that want to work with, uh, you know, that are, are kind of you know, up in uh, a lot of people's minds, you know, when they're going to go shop and look for different things, you know, promoting is a very tough thing. And so when you're looking for new ways to go down and you find them and people are receptive to you, that's always good to have a relationship where you're, you're wanted. You don't necessarily have to, you know, uh, uh, earn their love or have to, you know, really kind of, like you know, big like we're we're desperate for these kind of things. It's more of a. It seems like uh, everybody is uh, on good terms. Everybody wants uh, good things, and I think good things will come through it for this. Moving on to the uh, Wednesday special on the seventh was a interview with Koji Doi and Kumarashi from Infantarible. These uh, these two are they're really good friends. They are. Also, uh, former Wrestle One Tag Team Champions, and so they have this interview to go and uh, talk about you know wrestling and what they've been up to. And uh, if we, if I could translate it, you know that would be super awesome. I really wish I could. I'm sure Matt feels the same way. Uh, I have a friend who used to run Pudesu Spirit, and I've talked with him. His name is Charles, and. Uh, We've talked, to, and he mentioned to me that uh, Doi has been kind of, uh, you know, not really super into wrestling because he's been, you know, helping, you know, his wife or his partner uh, have a, a kid. So if that's true, then uh, 
congrats to them because uh, I like Koji Doi. I think he's a, a really talented wrestler. And so, um, mm-hmm. yeah, no, I, I really dig his work. But uh, I do, I had heard something about uh, having a, a kid in him. That's why he's kind of been away from things for a little while. And so I wonder if that's uh, true. So anyways, the 10th is when the Real World Tag League lineup was revealed and uh, the teams and uh, we were just oh my god you know really excited for all the you know what was going to come a lot of uh, people talking uh hoping wishing for you know this person or that person to show up into the real world tag league and it was on a, i think it was a saturday uh we got to find out on that 10th and uh, we'll discuss that a little bit further down in the show uh on the 15th uh the battle archive uploaded hama right ryota hama the hammer and uh, Akebono, right? They go up against uh, uh, Muto, right? And Kenzo Suzuki uh, from 2011 at uh, Ryogoku Volume 12. Love, wrestling love in Ryogoku Volume 12. Yeah, Suzuki uh, getting back to uh, Japan right around this time. He had been working a lot in Triple Real and had been just pri- primarily based in Mexico for a while until Suzuki kind of shows back up in uh in all japan and uh on the 21st we were celebrating the 48th anniversary of all japan itself uh it's it's, it was big you know it's uh 48 years they're really close to 50 i myself am really hoping to be able to get to japan uh and go to all japan's 50th anniversary because that's going to be one hell of an event i'm really looking forward to it if uh, ever there was a time i could get over there and be in japan i would want it to be for that you know because that's it's special 50 years in all japan you know new japan don't get me wrong if i could find a way to be there for new japan and all japan if if they do something united oh lord i would totally be there i would you know just just book me a seat and you know i'll be there anytime uh and um so the funniest thing the funniest thing is is that uh, the 48th anniversary kind of coincided on when myself and Matt got to interview Kea, right? And then the funny thing is, is that the next day, uh, they actually uploaded Kea versus Kawada from uh, Wrestling Love and Diogoku, uh, the, the first one in 2006, uh, in August uh, 27th. And so that was kind of coincidence, I thought, you know, I, I just... <laughs> we were like we yeah, were just literally talking as, with the I guy think, I, I think i think as we were talking to him that's when we found out it was uploaded <laughs> it was I, I think you're right that pretty much covers it for the the news the news minute for uh what's been going on in october and uh we're gonna send it over to matt matt's going to take over we're gonna discuss the the uh the four shows <laughs> the, that happened in the, october the, the the happenings of uh the tour uh, from the final show of the uh, the carnival into what was going on in October. So, Matt, please take it away. Yep. Um, as I said a couple of seconds ago, they only had four shows for the month, but they made sure they were all stacked. So we're going to start with the carnival final, which started on October 5th. <clears throat> Sorry, it happened at Cortican Hall with 619 fans. Uh, our first match, uh, six-man tag. Jin members Jake Lee and Koji Iwamoto teamed up with Tajiri. Take down Tsuki Aoyagi, Black Menzo Rei, 
and Taco Omori, where Jake, by where Koji pinned Menzo Rey with the that move called again, the Kokono Gai, Gaijutsu. Did I say that right? Yep. The hype up the uh, upcoming junior heavyweight championship match with Aoyagi, which we'll get to in just a bit. Uh, next match is a tag match. Samu Nishimura and Ryuji Hijikata defeated Hikaru Sato and Ryuki Honda. Hijikata did the cross arm breaker to Honda. Then we had Yoshitatsu Kingdom against Lanzen with Yoshitatsu, Chikara, and Yusuke Okada defeating Ishikiri, Ryuji Sai, and Do Diamanji. With Chikara again, the saber chop. Uh, if you don't know Chikara, look, he is a character. That's all I'm going to say. I'm going to leave it at that. <laughs> My God. All right. Anyway, we have another six-man tag. Uh, Akira Francesco, Juro Crucio, and Ryzen Hayoto defeating Purple Haze members Izanagi, Shigehiro Iri, and Utamaro. Where Hayoto uh, pinned... Izanagi, and that because of this, they were able to get an all Asia tag championship match later on in the month. And then we have one more six man tag match Emphis Terigos with uh, Hokoto Omori, Kumarashi, and Shotaro Ishino defeating Evolutions, Densamura, Suwama, and Shuji Ishikawa when Kuma did the dive in Santan to Tamura. Because of this, Shotaro and Kuma were able to get a World Tag Team Championship match later on. And then we have our first singles match, Yuma Aoyagi making Koji Joy submit with the Endgame. Very solid match. Uh, great work from Koji Doi. He's one of my, he was one of my favorites of Wrestle 1 when they were still around. Yuma has shined during the carnival and now to make it more believable that he can be a top guy in the future. He'll definitely get there. This was a step in the right direction. He'd have to keep up that momentum to stay there. Because, again, compared to all the other top guys like Nomura and Jake Lee, Yuma's a little behind, but there's a glimmer of hope that he can get there. And then the main events. Zeus defeated Kento Miyahara, the Jackhammer. Fantastic match. Probably my favorite match of all Japan this year. No question about it. They tore the house down two years ago for the Triple Crown Championship, and now they were able to do it again. Big win for Zeus. Uh, he needed this for, for, to get momentum for Purple Haze, especially with the championship match coming to his hometown, where he'll fight Suwama on October 17th. What were your thoughts? on the main event in the final. <laughs> I really liked this match. I felt as though Zeus kind of came in and he he's he's working this game where he is kind of I want to say he he's at times he's like playing with Kinto almost like he he kind of he couldn't put the pieces together the last time or maybe even the time before, but this time it was like he 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 was still falling for Kento, but that's just because Kento is like so persistent and he just really good, you know, at, at those things that he just can, you know, be, can like in a flash just beat you down and get you ready for the shutdown, right? But at times it felt as though Zeus had a idea of 
where this was going to go in terms of the ebb and flow of the match. He was able to predict Kento a little more. And, and on top of that, I kind of want to feel as though he could read that Kento has kind of been out of it the last couple of, say, months. You can't stop Kento when he's rolling, right? It's, it's, it's near impossible, right? But there were times where Zeus could feel the pace of the match. And so it was like he laid traps for Kento. And on top of that, right. Kento, Kento was coming at him. But Zeus was able to, at times, still either hit back and so they were both down. Or uh, he was able to just flat out, I see you and bam, I got you. Kind of a counterattack. Right. And being able to see that a lot clearer. Zeus was a lot more crafty, though. And I feel as though he... We talk about how great it's been for Zeus to be a heel. I feel as though this one... He wasn't so much of a heel. He was like neutral, neutral good. If we're gonna, if we're gonna go there with the nerd stuff, let's say he's like neutral good, right? He, he's not yeah. exactly super healing it because at times he he could have just really beaten the shit out of Kento, and, and he didn't, right? And Kento has definitely been a bigger dick to Zeus than Zeus has been to Kento. And at the awesome. end of their match, he actually goes and he picks him up and he hugs him and, you know, shake the hand and stuff like that. Zeus is like, you know, he, he's playing nice, right? I, I, you know, maybe Kento would have done the same thing, but Kento is also a real jerk, you know, and, and he doesn't mind that. And, and sometimes he kind of gets a little deluded, right? Right. But at the end of the day, I kind of want to say that Zeus, uh, this might be one of his best matches in, in some time. I really want to say that, and I feel that. I'm going to say it. It's probably one of his best matches right. in a long time. And and Zeus winning was the right call. Kento doesn't need it right now. He's already a well-established star. Like He can bounce back anytime he wants, and he'll still be fine. Mm. I think Kento is growing more from losing this year than he would be if he was on course to win anything, right? And I've been saying right. that, and we've been talking about that. And so him losing here is just a large part of him just growing. You know, he has to get used to, you know, not... Yeah, like, just losing, like, not being the title pitcher for X amount of time. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And, and again, and again he, he brings an A game, no matter where he is on the card or whatever match he's having. Again, so the fans love him, so... He'll be fine. He's fine in the long run. <laughs> yeah, he is fine in the long run. Um, I do want to say this, though. Now, I know this is, like, this sounds terrible, right? But I feel as though we could have got either a longer match out of uh, Yuma and Koji, right? Especially since it was in the main. Now, it's not to say this was a bad match. This was a good match. I, I want to yeah, say yeah, a solid ten minute match. <laughs> yeah, it, it it was a good it was a good match, right? I guess I just wanted more, right? And, and also, I would argue that this might have been a little premature. Now, we want to get a we want to get the point across that that Koji Doi is a, a threat to the upper mid card, right? Hey, I'm knocking on the right. door, right? And how do I do that? I go and, and beat up on Yuma. 
to send a message because Yuma is, is up there, right? So I get that. But what I'm not getting is, is you know, Yuma snuffs him out in like under 15 minutes, right? And, and okay, they have a great match, okay? Let's say that. Let's say they have a great match. It's true. But by sealing this dude away in 10 minutes, ten a little over 10 minutes, it, it doesn't send a good vibe to me that he is like, uh, he is stepping into where he needs to be. Like, I, I wouldn't have minded Doi beating Aoyagi. I really wouldn't have. But at the same time, I don't feel it was necessary. What I feel this could should have been was either a tag match where Doi just gets the win in 10 minutes, okay? Or on the other right. side, <clears throat> this thing would have gone 20 minutes and then it would have been like, okay, damn, when these guys meet again, this is going to be some, like, fuck. This is, this is going to be, like, an outstanding match, right? Not to say that they can't do it in the future, right? I guess what I'm saying is, is I didn't agree with Aoyagi going over him in such a, a quick succession. You know what I'm saying? Because this easily could have been a main event and a smaller show and gone 20 minutes. It could have gone 30 minutes, and I bet you... This thing would have been one of the more talked about matches um, of the year, right? And maybe we'll get it in the, the real world tag league because these guys are going to link up. What was the end goal for Yuma winning? Because if Koji if Koji beat Yuma, he can try to like fill stuff up to get revenge, sure. But the fact that it's the other way around and Yuma won, what does he get? Like, does does it lead to a possible title match or or is it just bragging rights? Yeah, I, I agree. And, and, you know, Doi is, you know, coming in and he's beating him up and he's getting in his way and these the matches during the carnival. And it's like, okay, I get it. So why not have, like, Yuma lose via DQ? Yuma gets nuts. He starts beating the shit out of him. Maybe he, you know, uses a cord. He goes, it, it would go hand in hand with him kind of showing his mean streak, which is good right but now that he is going to be um spoiler he's going to be teaming with uh kento if you didn't see the show uh the kento and yuma have gotten back together they're going to team in the real world tag league so it'll be interesting to see how this works out with the new yuma teaming up with kento um but yeah i i'm on the fence with that though like i think yuma needs to show he can shine without him I, no, I, I agree 100%, which is why it's going to be interesting to see how this thing develops. Because it, it, I, <laughs> I'll say this much. There is much more of an interest, I think, to have these two really at each other's throats and get super intense than there is them being a tag team and staying a tag team. But we will discuss that when it gets to the real world tag league um Agenda when we get further down into the show. All right. Uh, now's the Raisin Army Memorial Tour. This is what the first show for it at uh, Osaka, Edian Arena, Osaka number two hall. Is that what it's called? Edian? Okay. We get a tag match to start off. Haru Toki and Hokoto Mori defeat Tasuya Matsubo and Yuto Kikuchi. With uh, Omori doing the German suplex hold to uh, Matsubo. 
started off, and then we get another junior heavyweight freely before the title match. Koji Iwamoto and Tajiri defeating Akira Francesco and Atsuki Aoyagi with Akira, with, sorry, with Tajiri getting a cradle to Akira. And then we have the Gaora TV title match in a six man tag with Captain Small. Yoshitatsu, Takara, and Yusuke Okada defeat Black Menzo Rei, Katsumi Oribi, and Tako Omori, with Black Menzo Rei being the captain. Uh, yep, Yoshitatsu eliminated Black Menzo Rei over the top match, or was it? Yeah, but either way, Yoshitatsu retained the belts in a six man tag match for a singles belt. That's weird. <laughs> Ah, the t- TV belt, that's all I can say. Uh, Jake Lee defeats Ryuki Honda with a modified arm lock in less than four minutes. And then we get a six-man tag. Memphis Terrio, members Kumarashi, Shotaro Shino, and Yusuke Kodama defeating Evolution members Dan Tamura, Hikaru Sato, and Shuji Chikawa with the inside cradle. Raw match. I read the raw match. <laughs> uh, reading the head. But yes, the Diamond's Tenton again from Kuma Arashi to Hikaru Sato. Poor guy. Kuma is a big boy, but gentle soul. <laughs> anyway, Purple Haze members Izanagi, Shigehiro Iri, and the return of the bodyguard defeating Kento Miyahara, Ryzen Hayato, and Yuba Aoyagi. But again, uh, Izanagi did Insta Cradle to Hayato to get momentum for the upcoming All Asia Tag Match. And then the main event Suwama retains the Triple Crown Championship against Zeus with the backdrop hold in 32 minutes, 22 seconds for his third. Championship defense. Honestly, I do not dis- I do not agree with this outcome. I really feel like this should have been Zeus's time to get a proper run. And it like this look at the roster, like Suwama defeated Kento to win the belt. He defeated Shuji, Kataro, and now Zeus. Now it's gonna be like who takes the belt off him? Is it Nomura when he comes back from injury, or Jake Lee somehow get a momentum? But a uh, solid match still. Uh, I still prefer the Carnival Final, but it was still a good title defense from Suwama. None of his title matches were bad at all this year. So definitely a solid bout. I just do not agree with this outcome. Or again, I think Zeus needs a lot more than Suwama. Like this would have been a great time to win the belt and have a proper reign. So probably like maybe near the summer with like four to five title defenses. I don't know. Uh, maybe I'm missing something. What do you think? Did you agree with that outcome? Well, the fan in me was happy because I love Suama. I love Zeus too. Zeus is the god among men. Now, oh, yeah. 
I had a very big moral conflict about this because I was like, these are my two favorite guys, right? Going at each other, right? If it's MLB, it's it's my it's Jays and, and Giants, right? I was like, ooh, you know, right. I, I'm probably more of a, a Jays fan, but that's because I I've been a Jays fan since like '93, '94, so you know that, that's a while. But uh, Giants, I became more of a fan of, uh, you know, probably closer to around like 2000. Well, actually, when they started doing the um, Farm League back in Fresno, they had the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies were the Farm League for the Giants. So right around that time is when I started being a real Giants fan. Anyways, so for me, this was a, a no-lose, also a no-win situation, right? Because my heart was like, okay, well, I, I think it would be good if this was the time that we pull the trigger on Zeus. But at the same time, Suama, this could be his last, you know, uh, last big run Triple at crack. the top, you know, so it, it's very hard to say what was the right move, you know, in, in a perfect world, this would have gone to a DQ and then we would have had another uh, Zeus versus Suama, but maybe add on some kind of, you know, strange stipulation, not not out of the ordinary, but maybe make it like here. Here's the thing, right? Here's how I would have done it. And I, this is crazy American booking, but, you know, okay. these two, these two, they both have very good uh, uh, Zeus had been using that face lock, that chin lock, right? He's using that, right? So Suama has the Manrique sleeper, right? So why don't you have yourself like a uh, a submiss a submission match or or, or or a KO only or you know you, where you can only you know make them you know pass out right because then you would have had the Manrique sleeper versus you know the the chin lock right the but lock, but Suama yeah. hasn't really been using the Manrique sleeper as a finisher he uses it a, a fair amount right but that's just it he kind of uses it to sort of suffocate the person and then they drop and then he pins them right but i just you know i want to see him shake somebody just shake them like that you know and uh, for me this could have been built up better right it was a good match it was a very fun match i had a great time with it and it was fantastic seeing these two just beat the living daylights out of each other um however i just kind of was like this this could have ended in a, a, a double countout or a, a DQ maybe maybe not a DQ uh, you know unless we're gonna pull the, the the trigger on you know like fully pull the trigger on super super heel Zeus but maybe not is not the time but this could this thing could have gone to a um, a countout or a you know like a, a double KO something along those lines where you could have kept it going for one more title match and I would not have opposed that because both of these guys work really well two matches let's say they had the this one right and then they have one more maybe in December it wouldn't have been the worst thing in the world right it wouldn't have been but how things played out was it's understandable you know Suwama is a you guy you got at the top right he is where he needs to be right so Zeus, you could argue, he'll be there next year. If you give him the carnival title next year, he'll probably win the carnival. Or he'll probably win the carnival. He'll win the tri the triple crown, and he will start his time on the top. And then it'll just be him and Kento and maybe Yuma and maybe Shotaro at, at that point just duking it out. And those are your four guys that are at the top just sort of like gunning mainly for each other for the triple crown. I could see that. I could really see that. Well, I do like your idea of 
like a knockout or submission only way to end it. Because again, like they had like what practically a week and a half in between. Yeah, like 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 you definitely could have built this up. Because usually it's usually like a month after, or like three, three, like basically three to four weeks, we'll say after to uh, to get the match. And now it's just there was no build up. Just hey, next show it's happening. So you definitely like, it could have been. They really could have done something to make it a no contest to make. Zeus, I believe, because remember in the carnival, Zeus beat him in like five minutes. With and now it's just a half hour to Wama one. So this is just saying that Zeus got lucky when he's not the type that gets lucky. Like he can, he can wreck anyone. And no, he I showed I, that with he showed that with Kenta. <laughs> no, I I have to agree with you there, which is why it's like. I can see, I could see why they did it, but I'm not necessarily like, oh man, I, I think this was the the best idea, because th- this this if if you wanted to, okay, because of the fact that they do go to Osaka a fair amount and they do go to Tokyo, which just uh, seems to be a, a pretty good spot for Suwama, right? Uh, I think he's from Kanagawa, right? So Kanagawa is like big for Suwama, but right. but, but my point is is that Tokyo likes Suwama right osaka likes zeus they go back and forth between a fair amount to me this rivalry could have gone from here to january and i think it would have played out much better but i do think there are pieces beginning to get put into place where we're going to see what's going to happen for the next six months right that's the thing that you can count on for a the most part for all Japan is that it feels like before the before the the carnival and the real world tag league had to be augmented for COVID reasons, right? It did seem like there was some long term projected booking in place, especially with the fact that you consider that Nomura was originally going to he he like he he basically, if I'm not mistaken, he got injured. Was it? It was this year, right? It was earlier this year. It was like March it was or something like, like that. It was like it was like about a month before that carnival. Yes, yes. And he was all, and he was predicted about two to three months recovery time. Yes. So you got to imagine there was some long term booking booking there, and, and you could think, okay, well. <clears throat> so you would have was originally going to be in there, right? I don't think you would have done it. Gave it to. Uh, DBS Junior, you wouldn't have given you wouldn't have given it to. I think Okabayashi was supposed to compete in that one too, right? It was supposed to originally compete in this year's Champions Carnival. No, uh, who? No, it was somebody else. Was it Kamitani? Kamitani, somebody uh, from BJW. Kitachi. Kamitani? I think it was him. Oh, yeah, I think it was supposed to be Kamitani that was supposed I to. Just that one from Two uh, AW. Uh oh yes, Ayato too, right? So so there there yes. was you know, but but the point is is you wouldn't have given it to any one of those guys. Once you knew Sugi was there, right? You you would either give it to oh. Sugi or uh you would have said okay, Sugi's going to be in the final. Okay? Now I could have easily seen Sugi versus uh Naoya as your your final, right? I could see that. That would have been a hot match and that would have been the official okay, it's time to get Nomura uh either dancing around the triple crown title scene or now he's officially in it 
because Nomura was definitely somebody that a lot of fans were buzzing on. A lot of guys, a lot of folks were really like, man, he's a, the kind of guy that you would want to watch promotion for. And he hasn't been around for a while. So what you really need at that point then is, okay, well, we were going to take this chance and chances seem a little rough right now. So we're going to go with stability right now. Admittedly, taking a chance on Zeus is still taking a chance. With Suwama, you're not taking your chances. You're guaranteed it's going to stay level, right? right? And so Zeus in about six months is going to be like that guy that's going to seem, okay, well, it's less of a chance now. We know that audiences are going to come back to X amount of capacity. And COVID's been kind of, you know, hopefully dealt with a bit, you know, better. We have a better understanding of it and things are better in terms of just being able to get back to some form of you know normal living and uh then you would think okay well what is coming around the corner is the the carnival right do you give it to zeus again why not he has not won a carnival until now until this year right i would not i would not argue if you gave zeus two carnivals in a row and so having said that i think we just need to keep looking further down the road to when Zeus is going to get back to where we're at and tapping Suam out in five minutes. But yeah, Zeus, Zeus does not come across as somebody who's lucky. And so with that tap out or with the, the getting the points over Zuama and the carnival, it does kind of make it seem sort of like a, a huh moment, you know? Yeah, that's basically where I was at that. But uh, Zeus could have another chance if he beats him in the tag league. That's the only way I could see him probably get a rematch for January. But we don't know. We'll we'll cross that bridge when the tag league happens. But moving on. Yes. To the next show in Toyama, Japan. At the Kurobe City General Sports Smith Center, Sabarina. With 242 fans. Uh, we have our singles match to start off, not a tag match this time. Hikaru Sato beats Toyama Black Men's Ray. Uh, I don't get why the Toyama, but, uh, but Hikaru won with a backdrop duplex. But, uh, and then we get a freeway match with Izanagi defeating Akira Francesco and Hokoto Mori. With Izanagi again, the cradle on Akira, with Purple Haze getting momentum again against these guys. And uh, we are now in a tag match. Tajiri and Tako Omori defeating Yoshitatsu and Yusuke Okada, with uh, Omori getting the axe bomber on Okada. And now, singles match Zeus against Chikara. <laughs> Triple Crown Championship match. Chikara next show. But uh Zeus beats Chikara with the face lock. It's just is that that that's just weird. Yes, you go all the way back to the bottom, you get Chikara next show. Then we get our first six man tag match. If it's terrible, Kumarashi, Takara Shiro, and Yusuke Kodama defeating Evolution again with Kuma doing another senton to Tamura. Poor guy, Tamora, his ribs must be broken by the diving sentons from Kuma Rashi. And now we have our, our main events. Asuki Aoagi, Kento Miyahara, and Yuma Aoagi defeating Jin, 
members Koji Iwamoto, Jake Lee, and Ryuki Honda. With Kento doing the shutdown, German suplex hold to Honda. Uh, I would say this was average show. Again, this nothing special is more of a like the go home show for the title matches for the next show. Figure out where it's going to stand, like who has the momentum going in. And now we are back to Cordican Hall with mm-hmm. 555 seats. All right. Last show for the month, Cordican Hall. And uh, we start with a tag match. Enfis Terribles, Koto Omori, Yusuke Kodama defeating Dan Tamora and Hikaru Sato when Kodama did the mad splash to Tamora. Man, like, they hate Tamora's ribs. First, Kuma softened them up, and then Kodama's like, here you go. <laughs> Uh, ten men tag match this time. Taka Omori, Masanobu Fuchi, Black Man's Orei, Tsuo Momota, and Ryuki Honda defeating Yoshitatsu, Yusuke Okada, Ryuji Sai, Ikikiri, and Chikara after Omori hits Chikara with the Axe Bomber. Man, he beat the man, he beat that saber shot. Now we have our first title match, the all-age tag, Purple Haze, Izanagi, and Zeus, uh, defeating Nikita Francesco and Rise and Hayato. Izanagi did the inside cradle again, three times in a row, in general, like during this tour, to win. So Izanagi is someone that is very cunning to keep an eye on. But either way, they... Oh yeah, it's definitely that paradise. <laughs> but uh, they retained the belts. Uh, decent stuff there. Uh, Akira has definitely has grown on me in the past year or so. Anyway, we have our pre-league set up with some of the participants involved with Jake Lee, Masato Tanaka, Ejiri defeating Daisuke Sakemoto, Kento Miyahara, and Yuma Aoagi when Masato did the sliding D. To Aoyagi <laughs> to win, and now we have our second title match: Koji Iwamoto retaining against Atsuki Aoyagi. The Kokono Gaijutsu. Now I love that move. I'll get to that match in a bit. <laughs> and then the main event: World Tag Team Titles. Violent Giants retain. Shujikawa Suwama when defeating Kumarashi and Shotaro Shino. With the giant slam from Ishikawa on Arashi for their fifth title defense. For uh, for Koji, him retaining a good move since he's obviously the ace of the junior division now that Matsushi passed away last year. But I like the idea. Uh, I think two of his title defenses were against like the newbies, basically, like after like a year experience, right? It's good to help elevate the junior division to make it grow. Like you get the younger, you get the younger guys showing, "Hey, we can carry the division years to come." So if that is the purpose of this ring for Koji, I'm all I'm all for it. This is something that needs to be done, and he is definitely the right guy to do that with, because he has solid matches with Aoyagi. Again, this is a good move for Koji. I uh, hope we get more title offenses like this for have to have them step up. Because, again, 
the division needs that. They gotta show that it'll be fine even without excuse me, even like without him not having the belts. They're really putting their young guys I think they're positioned just in very, very well. Tamoda, who I already kind of felt was maybe if not the same, maybe a tad tad behind Omori in terms of developed as a rookie. But I always thought that Tamura would be like he's he's gonna he's he's got it, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I see it in him and, and he's got a huge heart and he just wants to learn and he he's in there and he just is like he he's he's got muscle. You know, he's got heart, he's got muscle, he's got tools. They just need to show him how to take those tools and, and, and build build his his you know his new you know this new life you know that he wants he wants to be out of being the rookie he can do that you know he just needs to work at it and being with suama who knows really good young talent you know and works with them and does a great job helping develop them i think that you know he's in a really good spot amori right he he's definitely showing that he belongs with the, a group of young wrestlers like infanterible where they they all kind of gel together very well. Omori just he, he blends in with those guys very very well. He's done a great job, and then you have Atsuki who is I mean, for lack of a better term, I mean he is he is somebody that you want to be focusing on in terms of the next year or two. I would have him doing tons of matches with Akira in terms of being rookie uh, rivals. And, and friends, you know, they can have a great antagonist protagonist relationship where maybe they're trading the junior title between the two or something along those lines. They, they get on opposite teams for the all Asian tag belts, but these guys are going to have a great relationship. Akita, you know, is great junior talent and, and very exciting, very fun to watch. He's a friend of the show, very glad to be friends with him. But the, the junior division, while not being huge, does have good talent okay and you could even argue that you managed to somehow get good matches out of uh, black men's day as being an all asian uh tag uh challenger you know they've really built up to that and they had a really fun match and at times you really thought you know black men's day is finally gonna he's gonna win some gold he's gonna finally get on top and uh you know i, I think that the junior heavyweight division might not be the flashiest it might not have the the big names right but they've definitely had a lot of good talent they've been blessed on that account right you've got guys that are, are, are young they're hungry they're they're very good they've been trained very well right this is the last batch that uh double a atsushi aoki produced and so yeah. you 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 don't necessarily want to expect a lot of great things out of them but you know what you'd be crazy not to because they had a phenomenal teacher and so if you have a phenomenal teacher like aoki then you know what the the, the world is your oyster and so these guys you know they're they're really they're, they're proving their worth to me in my eyes yeah you've got other promotions and they have fantastic rookies new japan ddt Noah, they've got fantastic young guys, and I, I'm not knocking them at all because I, I'm a huge fan of some of them. Shout out to uh, Shota, you know, I, I love that guy, right? Oh, but, yeah. but the thing is, is that as for right now, 
all Japan is really utilizing their talent. They're they're young guys. They are the best at doing that right now. Right now, now it it it, it could be for for lack of the fact that they don't have a, a deep roster, right? So they're they're having to. Their back is against the wall, but they're really developing their their new guys, and they're predominantly in the junior division. Except you know Honda, right? He's the only heavyweight, right. but they're really making the most out of it you know what i'm saying uh uh they're they're really getting those guys and putting them in great spots getting them exposed to you know they're, they're all in in different camps you know what i'm saying you don't have like two of them paired off and one of them you know working you know as a heel they're all doing their own things they're all going separate ways and it's it's fantastic it's it's very good it's good for the promotion it's good for them i i i they get my applause on that. That's all I'm going to say. And again, it was a nice match. Definitely. And again, uh, if whenever they do their junior glory juniors again, we'll definitely see who is going to be at the top for sure. Like, like who's going to stand out in that division. Uh, I definitely see Akira probably get the next title shot to see how much he's grown in the past year. As a hit and Susumu last year was great. So much growth there. So I want to see him tear it down with Koji with this new profound Akira. And yeah. as for the tag match, I thought it was good. Um, kind of surprising that Suwama retained both belts because I was kind of expecting him to lose one and retain the other. But uh, I guess this kind of proved the position of Shotaro and Kuma. Uh, if they're actually going to stay in all Japan. As, uh, again, with, with Gleet, we don't know what their position is going to be in the situation. Are they actually going to stay? Are they going to go back and forth? We don't know, but again, with losing another title match for Shotaro, I think it's leading more towards probably going to Gleet, given like maybe in the next show or in the future, if they can get more. What do you think? <laughs> it's kind of a cuff call because we are we're we're, we're Western wrestling minded for the booking, right? We we understand right. and we mostly adhere to in our minds. Okay, well, bang bang, these things have to occur within a certain amount of time, right? And so. The other part of me that is, you know, kind of already used to Japanese booking and long-term things, right? It is very hard to say what is going to happen because, as we've talked about before, all Japan needs these guys more than Glee. I would have to imagine you would go to Carvel Ito. You would go to, you know, whoever you need to and go, we need to make sure that we have X amount of money so that we can make these guys feel welcomed, right? You don't need to sign them a contract, but what you need to do is make them feel appreciated, make them feel like they have a, a cushy spot here, right? And so right now, at this point in time, I think by giving Infanterible, right, giving them a huge platform to kind of get out there and show their stuff which they have right and they're going to um i was kind of on the fence about it before they got announced for the real world tag league another spoiler but we we but i want to stress that 
it is always a possibility for them to hit the door and, and go and find their other options. Now, it should be stated that uh, Kodama, as well as Kumarashi, are working in uh, BJW. They're, they've been doing some dates. If I'm not mistaken, Kodama, as well as uh, Arashi, have done tournaments for BJW over the last couple of months. And it's more than understandable because All Japan may not necessarily have the money to sign these guys full-time. And so if All Japan is like, hey, you know, uh, we've got work for you guys and wherever else you want to go and pick up is fine by us. We're not trying to, you know, uh, limit your possibilities of making money. But we just want you to know that we've got uh, long-term plans and, you know, we want you guys to be a part of it. And they're probably privy with that too. It, It comes from the fact that I kind of think that they look at the environment and go, okay, Noah is now over. It, they're 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 bloated. I, I'm gonna say it. You know, they, we can go and say, well, they're using freelancers and this and that and the other. But the thing is, is they're using those freelancers quite a bit, and, and it may not be well. One's working every tour, you know, but this M's the the M's group, the M's alliance, and uh, you've got the fact that you've got you know you've got a lot of guys that are just coming in. They're not actually signed to the promotion and so to me the the roster does feel bloated you got to make the promotion about guys like manabu soya about me and how you know you got to make the promotion go back to what was making it really fun before the uh, the, the the merger the 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 cyber fight thing because there was a, a good window of time where things were getting really really good and then something kind of came out and, you know, a lot of things changed. Um, but the the thing that I want to stress is, is that these guys, I feel as though they're not going anywhere because once they are on top, okay, they're in a really good spot to be on top. By, by January, they can have all the gold. It's totally possible, right? You you, right. you you say that Akira is going to be the next challenger for the junior heavyweight title. I don't know that, you know, to be honest with you, because he, he just lost to uh, the all-Asian tag title match, right? He just lost in that, right? So it could be that he and Hayato focus on the all-Asian tag belts. That could be their focus, right? And so who is in the junior division that hasn't really, you know, had a chance to, you know, shine and, and really be somebody on top i would think kodama would be somebody that you could have in there he's a lot of fun he's you oh, know, yeah. pretty crazy to look at but he he's definitely a good wrestler very well trained very fun to watch so i could see kodama winning the junior heavyweight title inside of three months i could see ashino winning the the uh the the triple crown he could win it in january we don't know and then infonso Rible could win the, the they could win tag it league. all the real world tag league and the tag belts inside of three months i mean i i can see this happening right and it can happen in a very quick succession right it's almost like okay well things are good now but guess what it's gonna get bad worse and then the worst is <laughs> uh and that would be in because one could argue this whole thing got started it got more personalized as uh omori was he he joined infanterible right because i don't think omori would leave all japan to go and be with them i think it would be the a case of uh infanterible is staying and so they pick somebody and arguably is the most 
well-rounded, well, most polished wrestler that they had from the group of, you know, young guys, right? And Omori is, is got it all, you know? I would argue that if this was... Uh, um, if, if he was in uh, uh, Noah, he, he would be competing at the top for some... Uh, independent junior heavyweight title like dove pro junior heavyweight title or something along those lines right and actually could win right because omori is just he's very well put together and he, he is very very good and he's at a very good spot in his uh career at the development growth where he should be uh so infanterie in my view they're they're not going anywhere but it's very hard to say because japanese booking is very long term Right. I mean, yeah. so, and, and, but but we've seen that COVID uh, has definitely thrown plans out of the window. So who knows? You know, I, I'm personally hoping that, you know, number is going to come back. And, uh, you know, um, I was, you know, I, I have a guilty pleasure that I would really like to see one more All Japan run out of uh, Kotaro Suzuki. But it, it, that's just it. It's very hard to tell because, you know, Suzuki, I'm not sure if he's signed to Noah. I mean, I think he's still, like, predominantly I freelancing. He, I think he's still a freelancer. Yeah, so that could mean, I mean, because look at it right now. All Japan could really use somebody like him at least for a year, right? And, and so yeah. I wouldn't mind seeing Kotaro come back and being like, oh, this is the new face of the junior division of all Japan, you know, well, you know what, I'm here and Aoki's not here. So this is like, I'm going to run this boat, right? I'm going to run this mug. And he comes in. I mean, I could see it, you know, he's that good. He can still run in and run with the best of your junior crew, like in the blink of an eye, you know, he can do that, you know, but only time will tell again, Kodama, right? Kodama could really like turn it on, but you could still have Kodama and Suzuki. That would be a hell of a match. I would like that. And it, I, 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 I want to think maybe that even happened in Wrestle 1 because Suzuki did go and, and compete in Wrestle 1 for a time as well, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, all right, they fought once uh, in 2016. Kodama won. It was for the Cruiserweight title. The World Tag Team belts. Now, I had said before that more than likely, if this happens, they're going to go be gunning for Tokyo Sports uh, MVP tag team of the year for the fourth time in a row and i could totally see that happening now it's 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 a very definitive thing i'd say it's pretty locked up right so at the end of it all i don't necessarily agree with the booking of this match because you could have had ashino and arashi win and they could have easily come back and lost the tag belts in january was you know suwama loses the the triple crown maybe that same month hard to say but you could have gone down that road i'm not necessarily saying it was a bad booking decision maybe not one i agree with we want to take a quick break when we come back we're going to discuss the world world tag league a little bit more and we're going to hit you with that first part of the interview with tayo kea so it's matt dave for suwama station we will be right back of Suwama Station, the podcast of the All Japan Worldwide Fan Group. So we want to talk about Real World Tag League announcement on the 10th, right? We revealed all these teams that we were all kind of 
foaming at the mouths of the possibilities of who could show up for this, that, and the other. And then on the 10th, they actually announced the teams. I actually managed to stay up and, and watch this, and I was really jazzed for it. And so the teams that we got were Suama and Shuji Ishikawa, the defending uh, world tag team slash double cup tag team champions. We've got Zeus and Shigehito EDA from Purple Haze, right? Zeus won half of the all Asian tag team champions. We've got Jake Lee teaming up with Koji Iwamoto, right, from Jin, okay? Now, uh, juniors entering into the real world tag league is definitely not something that is out of the ordinary, has, has happened multiple times. Tajiri technically is a junior, and he's been in quite a few real-world tag leagues since he started being a regular in All Japan again. Shotaro Ashino and Kumarashi representing Infanterible are going to be in it. Yoshitatsu and Dyoji Sai, that's kind of a strange bedfellow team right there, but representing... Yeah, they're like feuding. Yeah, uh, uh, they're representing Yoshitatsu Kingdom and... Lands in pro wrestling, lands in the OG size group. Masata Tanaka from Zero One, who has not been in a real world tag league in quite some time. Let's say, like, what, uh, three, two decades, technically speaking, something along those lines. Uh, the, he will be teaming with Tajiri in the real world tag league. They're going to be forming sort of a ECW throwback kind of, you know, team, you know, cool. I can dig it, you know. I love Masato Tanaka, so it works for me. Daisuke Sekimoto, who seems to really love showing up in the real world tag league. He is teaming up with Abdullah Kobayashi, who has I not if if I'm not mistaken, he has not been in a tournament for all Japan before. And so this will be his first oh, outing, boy, of course. Kobayashi, if I'm not mistaken, has worked with All Japan personnel, I believe, in uh, cross-feud matches, as well as, I believe, Kobayashi has been on the, I think it was the Destroyer of the Baba Show. And so uh, that's, you know, awesome to have Kobayashi be in the Real World Tag League. And then to round it out, we've got Kento and Yuma. They're forming their their old. They're taking the they're taking the show back on the road one more time, uh, possibly, uh, in the real world tag league. And so that was the teams that we were were left with. So I'm gonna zip through these lineups that we've got so far for the real world tag league, just so that we can kind of get over to uh, that part of the first part of the interview. So the eleventh, eleven twenty. Sorry, my apologies. The November 18th is when uh, the Real World Tag League kicks off. It'll be on Gaara TV. Shinjuku face. We've got Yoshitatsu and Yoji Sai going up against Masato Tanaka and Tajiri. And we have Jake Lee, Koji Iwamoto going up against Zeus and Shigehiro EDA. Kento and Yuma going up against Daisuke Sekimoto and Kobayashi from BJW. And we have Suwama and Shiji Ishikawa going up against Shotaro Ashino and Kumarashi, you know, rematch. You know, the, you know, you could have, you know, a big win for Ashino and Arashi right there out of the gate. Very hard to say. Aori Nagaoka, the 21st of November, we're going to have Shotaro Ashino and Kumarashi go up against Daisuke Sekimoto and Abdullah Kobayashi. Jake Lee and Koji Amamoto of Jin go up against Yoshitatsu and Dioji Sai. Suwama and Chuji Ishikawa, Runaway Giants, go up against Purple Hazes, Zeus and Shigehiro EDA. And Kasukabe, Touch Cube on the 22nd, 
we will have Masato Tanaka and Tajiri going up against Team BJW, Sekimoto and Kobayashi. We have Kento and Yuma going up against Shotaro Ashino and Kumarashi from Infanterible. And we have Suwama and Shuji Ishikawa going up against Yoshitatsu and Dioji Sai. On 11-23, on November 23rd, we will have at Kurikin Hall, we will have Zeus and Shigihiro Irie from Purple Haze go up against Infanterible. Shotaro Ashino and Kumarashi, we will have Kento and Yuma going up against Masato Tanaka from Zero One and Tajiri. Real World Tag League main event is going to be Suama and Suji Ishikawa, the Runaway Giants, going up against Jake Lee and Koji Iwamoto from Jin. On the 29th at Yamada Green Dome Maiwashi, Zeus and Shigehiro Irie representing Purple Haze will go up against Daisuke Sekimoto and Kobayashi. Abdullah Kobayashi. I, I know I'm sometimes bleeding his name out. Uh, of BJW going and uh, the next match will have Jake Lee and Koji Iwamoto from Jin going up against Masada Tanaka and Tajiri. And the main event for the Real World Tag League that night will have Kento and Yuma going up against Yoshitatsu and Dioji Sai. You could imagine that there could be a little tension, a little more... Uh, uh, the stakes maybe raise a little higher that night as Kento and Yoshitatsu still kind of friends. still maybe, you know, a little enemy, it, you know, it's kind of hard to say, you know, they definitely have a, a relationship, you know, but uh, it's pretty plain to see that Kento and Yuma are a bit closer. But, you know, again, there, there's a, uh, there's a, uh, personal feelings that kind of get into making that match just a little more intense we will see and nagoya international conference hall on december 4th we'll see masato tanaka and tajiri go up against shotaro ashino and kumarashi from infant terrible we will see yoshitatsu and dioji sai go up against zeus and shigehiro eda we will see Jake Lee and Koji Iwamoto from Gen go up against Team VJW and Daisuke Sekimoto and Abdullah Kobayashi. The main event for the Real World Tag League that night, Suwama and Shuji Ishikawa will go up against Kento and Yuma on December 5th at Mandajima Multipurpose Square. I think I did that right. Yoshitatsu yeah. and Dioji Sai will go up against Daisuke Sekimoto and Abdullah Kobayashi. Jake Lee and Koji Iwamoto of Gen goes up against Infanterible Shotaro Ashino and Kumarashi. Kento Miyahara and Yuma go up against Zeus and Shigehiro EDA. Again, you got to wonder about that one just because Zeus has that win over Kento in the Champions Carnival Final. And so that could definitely play into that match. Animosity is running high. I'm sure Kento would like to get back at Zeus, but... It's it's very hard to say, especially now with Zeus, you know, possibly be possibly being out of the tournament, and we've got Suama and Shuji Ishikawa in the main event up against Masada Tanaka and Tajiri. On the seventh, we have Yoshitatsu and Dioji Sai versus Shotaro Ishino and Kuma Arashi. The seventh, of course, will be over at Kurikin Hall. Zeus and Shigehiro Ida versus Masada Tanaka and Tajiri. Kinto and Yuma go up against Jake Lee and Koji Iwamoto of Jin and Suwama and Shuji Ishikawa versus Team BJW, Daisuke Sekimoto and Abdullah Kobayashi. Real World Tag League dates that will be going up live will be uh, the 18th, 23rd, the 4th, and the 7th with the 21st, 22nd, 29th, December 4th being uploaded 
to AGPW not too long after the shows are concluded. Some quick dates on Real World Tag League dates include Carbo Ito making an appearance on the 21st. Yutaka Yoshie, the big pink lovable he's like kirby in <laughs> pro wrestling form he's he makes his, he, he makes his return to all japan on the 29th yusuke okada has mystery partners on the 22nd and the 29th so we'll be keeping posted on just who could be the mystery partners as well as our first look at big the yoshihiro and takashi suzuki on the 21st as one little quick note is shigeno Shima makes his first appearance in All Japan uh, in two years. And, uh, you know, I, I know that uh, a lot of people are like, who and this and that and the other. Uh, Shigino Shima spent a majority of his time working in Niigata Pro. And Niigata Pro actually just had uh, a big anniversary show. So congratulations to them. And that is, uh, that's pretty much it for the Real World Tag League. So who you who who do you got, man? Who do you got? Uh, I really like the lineup. I'm actually looking forward to Masato and Tajiri together. I think it'll be a little more comical. Uh, I kind of low-key wanted Masato and Jiro to team up because they did that in Wrestle 1. And that was a lot of fun. But anyway, just looking... Like, you just, just look at the list. Uh, I honestly believe it'll be Kenta and Yuma winning the tag league and the belts. I think that's what's going to lead to as like a rivalry type thing. Then Yuma actually get in a belt. That's not an all Asia belt. It's still a tag belt though. So I think it'll play more into like, he still can't win a belt unless it's with someone else and not his own. So I think when the tag belts here will be a good call and then a blowout once they lose it to help elevate that feud more once that happens. Uh, but yeah, I think it'll be the it'll be those two winning the league and then the belt. Yeah, I I gotta say, if it was me, I would book Infanta Rible strong where you could because obviously there's going to be times where I think you gotta. I don't know if whoever wins the real world tag league, much like the winner of the champions carnival, who, if I'm, I'm not mistaken, Zeus went undefeated. Yes. So if that's the case, I would not have the winner of the real world tag league be undefeated. Now I, I, I have to sit and kind of look at the mathematics to see if that was, you know, even possible, but I, I would imagine it has to be, Right with that many dates, and so having said that, I would definitely have matches where Infant Terrible are, are going to either get uh, no points or simply get a draw. Right? Um, if you were to have it that way, where they're they're not taking direct losses, but they're still not getting the points, and then somehow they pull out a, a win. And they get the points, and then they're in the final, or you know whatnot. I'm, I'm not 100 sure if there is. A, I don't. There's no. There's not going to be any semis, right? It's just probably going to be finals. I imagine, right? I could see Infanterie and Runaway Giants getting to the finals, and then that's when Infanterie takes the the belts from them, right? It's a rematch, 
but now Infanterie they've they've got their number and so they win the they win the real world tag league they win the tag belts I could see that happening I'm not saying it's gonna happen but that's what it's I would like to see that's what I would like to see like, I'm okay if either of those two teams win in. Like, either Enfense or Kenta Yubo. Like, again, and it'll have uh, Suwama focused on the Triple Crown belt. Um, but yeah, like I said, I think this will be where we will actually see new champions after the tournament is over. And I think those two teams are the ones that are, like, highly, highly likely to win. In a, in a book and sense, or and then uh, again, people that have earned it. Yeah, most definitely. And, and so, I, I think once we get past the real world tag league, is when we can start thinking. You know, okay, well, what is the long term picture for Infanterie? Because there's enough of them to fill out every role that you really need. You know, you you have a group for the all Asian tag belt. You've got a group. For the world tag team belts, you've got somebody for the. <laughs> you can even have somebody for the TV title, uh, but, but you have somebody for the triple crown. You've got all that in a group, right? And, and you've got different combinations, and so you have to wonder. Okay, well, if it's seeming like Infanterie are, are getting a position where they're challenging for all the belts, well, then you gotta got a really good idea as to you know what's kind of going on. You know, um, I. I I would definitely think though that this is this has got to be the beginning of the I, I don't want to say the end of Runaway Giants, but I, I think we're seeing the like the the last sun sunrise for those guys, you know, because I think after this one, you got to split them up, you know, because it's like four years that they've kind of been you know, doing this thing, and they're really good at it. They're a great team, but... And, but they need to focus on future tag teams. They, they, they need... I I would personally get uh, Honda over to... Um, well, I mean, he's working with Omori, right? So don't get me wrong. If, if Omori was a bit more protected, then this would work even better. You know, you have uh, Suwama, who's grooming Tamura, and then you would have Shuji Ishikawa, and Shuji Ishikawa would be grooming, you know, or Takao Moi is grooming Honda, right? So I could see those two just lighting it up with those two young guys, right, in that rotation. That would be, you know, pretty slick. But uh, in, in the grand scheme of things, I think this is the beginning of the high life, or the, the beginning of the end for the high life of Runaway Giants. I think after this, we kind of see them... You know, begin to everything kind of falls apart, and you know they're, they're you know they'll get back together at another time in another place. But you know, um, I, I see this kind of being the the beginning of their their last ride, you know, so to speak. So we are going to take another quick break, and when we come back, we are going to get you over to the first part of that interview with Tayo Kea. So is Matt Dave Suama Station. We will be right back after this.
Folks, we are so delighted to bring to you the first part of our interview with Tayo Kea. Now, we were very excited to have him on. We're very much hoping we can have him back on. It definitely seems like something we can work out. If there are any wrestlers that you guys can think of or that you know that you might have a connection to that are relevant to all Japan, we would love to have them on. So you know, if you happen to know anybody, then you know, please you know uh, connect us and let's kind of get that you know going on because you know we have lots of ideas of folks that we love to talk to, and we are just. We're just getting started with interviewing folks that are related to All Japan. We've had a fantastic time doing it, and I'm sure they get a kick out of it as well. But here is the first part of our interview with Tayo Kea. We are super blessed to have a special guest with us. Uh, Matt is here as well from Cherisot. Hey, say hello, Matt. Say hey, Matt. Hey, guys. It's Matt from the Cherisot. Uh, happy to be here again. And we have a very special guest with us. He has done it all in All Japan. He has won numerous titles. He's won, I think he's won uh, all the titles and he's won all the, the major tournaments. And uh, I've been blessed to be in touch with him uh, through Facebook for the last few years. Uh, we're really excited to have Taiokea come on the show. Uh, Taiokea, please, please, uh, uh, thank you so much for joining us. We're. <laughs> I'm a little like a Christmas tree over here, man. Thank you for coming on the show. Yeah, um, yeah thanks, Dave, Matt. Um, thanks for inviting me on. Uh, privilege to be here. Um, Swama Station. It's an honor to have you here, and we're very excited. We're, we're fans, and we're happy to get this time to talk to you and get to, like, get to know you better like, as, as you are now and all that in and out of the ring. <laughs> all right, so... Uh, why don't we get to the heart of it? We were we were just recording and everything was running like butter, guys. But uh, something kind of glitched uh, with OBS. It doesn't happen too often, but hey, the OBS usually doesn't uh, screw up one time right after another time. Uh, so I'm uh, I'm sticking with OBS. It's good software. It's uh, also free, and uh, you know, folks, uh, go out there and grab it if you're trying to get into the whole podcasting game or just trying to record audio. Anyways. So, uh, Kea, let's talk about, uh, th this is uh, uh, the, um, the 20th year of split between All Japan Pro Wrestling and Pro Wrestling, the group that would eventually become Pro Wrestling Noah. And you are in a unique position because you were there uh, at the time of this all happening. And on top of that, you were also, uh, you know, um, have the... The, you were a foreigner being there at the time, but also you trained at the dojo, which is also a very unique thing. And so uh, we were just wondering what kind of memories or what kind of things you remember, you know, uh, it's like the summer of 2000. I know it's a ways back, but I mean, you know, there's some things I'm sure that kind of stick out, you know, when you look at, you know, when you look at back at your career. Yeah, man. Um, like I was saying earlier, yeah, just oh, 20 years, it's, it blows me away. 20 years uh, has, has passed. It makes me feel really old. Uh, but, you know, it was, it was a glad I got to experience that little bit of um, pro wrestling history. Um, yeah, it was a during that time, um, it was a big, you know, shock. You know, I didn't know what was going to happen. Um, really, nobody really knew what was going to happen. If, if the split was going to be successful or, or not, you know? And, um, I remember like Akiyama coming up to me and, you know, saying like, I remember we were in the locker room. He's like, Oh, you know, 
what are you going to do? You, you going to stay here all Japan or you, you go to Noah? Um, you know, I, I didn't get a lot of, you know, it, we, we kind of danced around it, kind of talked about it, but not too much. Um, I just, you know, kind of just continue on, um, because, you know, tours are still going on when they're already talking about it. You know, it, it didn't officially happen right away. Um, but, uh, you know, um, what it came down to, you know, it was came down to loyalty. And, uh, you know, talking with Mrs. Baba and the wrestlers that would, you know, continue on with All Japan. Um, I read, you know, it was just, I, I remember, you know, thinking about it and saying like, oh, you know, it's like, you know, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for uh, Mr. Baba and, you know, everything that he taught me and everything, um, everything else, you know, like, um, he's a great guy. Um, yeah, it was, it was like, you know, so, so it all came out to loyalty and in the end, and, um, you know, it just, yeah, I just I remember that first show right after, like, how odd and different it was, and, you know, nobody knowing what the future, you know, held, but, um, no, I may have made the right choice in the end. Have you ever thought about like what would happen if you actually, if you did join Noah's? I I know I the loyalty that's fantastic, but was there ever that thought in your mind of considering Noah? At like but like here and there. Of course, yeah. You know, um, you know those are, those are all my you know like my peers, you know, and my my senpai, like you know my like my elder. How would you call it? Like elbow. Um, Elder, not elder brother, but you know, elder guy, you know, the um, uh, <laughs> co worker. Um, but yeah, you know, it's just like, you know, it's, it's guys that I, it, either that I, I grew up with, you know, um, uh, essentially, right? You know, I was 18 years old when, when I went there, I was three weeks after I graduated from high school. Um, I was in Japan, you know, um, that's that was like it's, it's my adult life, you know, so um, yeah, it, it was um. Uh, you know, I wanted to, you know, I, I thought about it, you know, and then, uh, in the end, you know, like, I, I always kind of like, you know, being in wrestling, I always see like, um, you know, the table is round, you, you, like, you don't know who you're going to see, like, down the road, and I, I used to tell that to, um, after that experience, like, I used to tell that to other guys coming up, I was like, you know, you, you never, you, right now, you know, um, you, you don't know who you're going to see down the road, so be cool to everybody. <laughs> No, I, I, I honestly think uh, you're dead on with that because uh, as a musician, you really learn uh, that you don't know who you're going to come across down the road later, who you're going to be, you know, working with, interacting with. And uh, so, um, yeah, yeah, I, I, I really appreciate you talking to us about uh, the Noah stuff. Let's uh, let's go back a little bit. Um, we were talking about... Um, the relationship uh, uh, that you have with the Baba family. And then earlier we were talking about um, King Curtis Iakea and Lord James Bleer also being uh, uh, a part of you getting over to Baba. What can you tell us about uh, uh, your relationship with those guys? Yeah. Um, so Curtis, um, uh, King Curtis Iakea, um, uh, I know he's known by like a, a couple different names, but um, so as a kid, you know, um, um, growing up with him, he's what you call like a, a Hanai dad or like somebody, he's like, um, in, like in Hawaiian, we say, would you say Hanai? It's almost like adopted or, um, you know, take on your wing kind of guy. Yeah. So, um, so as a kid, he had a, he had a bodyboard stand, uh, a boogie board stand down at Waikiki beach. 
you know, I said, hang out down there and, you know, I'd, you know, play around down there. And then, um, you know, eventually I, I started, I'd work down there as, you know, when I was like, shit, I was, I think I was like 10 years old. I started working for him. Um, uh, you know, we formed that relationship with him, you know, all growing up and, you know, through high school, he always supported me, like, you know, like, um, shit financially, like talking with me, this like bullshit all the time. And um, eventually then I, I got to, you know, I met Lord uh, James Blair's, which in Hawaii, he would, both of them, they were like actually um, well-known people. And especially Lord James Blair's in the surfing world, um, besides wrestling, in the surfing world, he was he was kind of a name because he used to do like a lot of the, the surf, um, kind of like commentating announcements. And I believe it was, I think it was his son or his daughter, maybe even both of them, they were like uh, world champions surfing um so yeah and then um, i was telling you guys earlier too like um um one thing that um mr blair told me was that, that he and Stu hart were really close and that um you know they're they're um, best men at each other's weddings and stuff so i always thought that was like a, a cool little uh, fun fact uh about him you you may or may not have but um christopher reeve and Robin Williams, I guess, were uh, roommates at a, uh, a, a an arts college, right over in New York, and they were like they became super close. And they always said, uh, if one would make it, the other one would be looking out for each other. But a lot of people don't know that, you know, because they they don't really you know share a lot of parallel. They've never been in anything movie project wise or whatever. But, um, you know, uh, <laughs> Entertainment Tonight, if you watched that back in the 80s, and a fair amount of us did, you know, you, you maybe caught a glimpse of that, and maybe that's why I first heard about it. But, um, you know, it's just, it, you know, it, it's cool that um, you get to see all these um, these threads that connect, right, that nobody thinks about, you know. And, and that's why we love uh, hearing about this in podcasts and books and everything, you know, all this stuff coming out to the fans. It's, it's fantastic. So uh, moving on to the next thing, Let, let's go back uh, a little bit to um, you mentioned you were 18. You just got out of high school and, you know, you're you're like, oh, man, you know, what am I going to do after high school? And um, what where does it where does it connect where you kind of get over to uh, to, to Baba where it's like, hey, I have a, you know, a proposition for you, you know, Mr. You know, Mr. Kaya, you know, and, you know, can you can you bring us over to that? Sure. Um, well, it sort of, you know, like I said, uh, growing up with uh, King Curtis. So one thing about King Curtis, he had, he was always telling these stories and the wild tales. And, you know, he was, he, 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 he fuck around a lot, you know, like they tell the, you know, the, uh, <laughs> and then so like, I never knew sometimes like what to believe. Right. So, you know, so he was like, you know, um, you, can, you know, having a beer and then, bullshitting with me and he's like you know you know it's um it, so backtrack so in high school i was a uh, i played football and uh, i wrestled and uh, I, I was my junior I was, I was state champion um heavyweight um division and then so my right. senior my senior year comes around and then uh you know i'm starting to you know wrestling season starting you know getting into it he was like oh you know state your brother you're a state champion um you know, you, you ever thought about, um, you know, you ever thought about wrestling? And I was like, yeah, yes, yes, but not as a career. But like, um, so one thing, again, backtrack, uh, uh, 
Curtis's beach down on Waikiki Beach. Um, so when all the wrestlers would come through Hawaii, like, you know, they'd have WWF would have a show or local promotions. Every, all the, the boys would come down to the beach and hang out. It's because, you know, you got bodyboards, you got snorkeling, you got um, you got um, beach chairs and stuff. So all the boys used to hang out down there. So I used to see them growing up all the time. Um, there was even a, like a few wrestlers. Like uh, shit, I, actually, I saw the Destroyer when I was like in the in middle school. I had no idea who this guy was with a with a goofy <laughs> with a goofy like wrestling mask. I was like, who's this dude? And he actually he had the mask off, and it was um, you know he had his mask off. He's talking to Curtis and Dave all Scott. You know those those you know that that wrestling voice, and he puts the mask on, and holy shit. Japanese people, it's all around like, oh, destroy us, destroy us. You know, they're all, they're freaking out. And then I was like, I had no idea who this guy was. Um, um, there's, there's, like, there's a bunch of guys. Like, I, I remember I used to see down there. So, anyway, fast forward again. Um, um, you know, Curtis is talking to me about, you know, you know uh, what do you want to, you know, do after high school? And I was like, oh, you know, I want to go to college and stuff like that. So, anyway, senior year comes, you know, the senior year. I wrestle. I, 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 I took states again. Um, he was like, uh, um, um, you know, so, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm going to take your picture, and then I get to Lord Blair's. Lord Blair's goes up to um, Japan. You know, you know, every so often. I didn't know who what his deal was in Japan, and so he goes, um, I'll, I'll give him a profile of you to take to Giant Baba. And I said, Oh yeah, yeah, cool. Like I said, you know, he's he used to BS me and stuff like that. So I mean, I did everything. He was like, "Oh, you know, go get a go get a passport too. You know, go get a passport." And I was like, "Okay, I'll go get a passport." So I talked to my my you know my grandma, my mom, go get my passport. But in in my mind, I was already okay. I'm gonna go. I want to go play small college football, and um, you know, I put in my paperwork for this uh, school. Like I'm in Shasta. It was like a, it was a junior college because um, my grades weren't the best um, and <laughs> stuff like that. So. I'm planning on going to this, this junior college uh, in Shasta. Um, uh, graduation comes around. Um, he was like, hey, um, you, you got to, you know, I, I took your profile, everything up. Mr. Baba is coming down here in June. Um, and, you know, he's interested in you. You, you want to go to Japan? Um, I was like, oh, yeah. And I remember him giving me an all Japan, um, like, program and stuff. I'm looking through it. I was like, yeah, was like, yeah, sounds pretty good. You know, I'll, I'll meet him and stuff like that. But in my mind already, I was planning going to the, going to college and stuff. So anyway, um, I, I graduated from high school. I remember we went, we did like a, a family, like a vacation for like a, for like a week up in like California. Uh, come back and Mr. Blair is just there. So I meet him for lunch and man, he's just, you know, big dude, you know, he's just, he's just, he was, uh, you know, his head is like, you know, it looks like he's two feet tall, you know, he's just, Big dude, and but he was very nice, and he spoke very good English. And I remember him, like you know, he was like, "Oh, so you know, uh, I hear you. You know, you want to like wrestle in Japan?" And um, and I said, "Yeah, you know, I, you know, I'm interested in stuff like that." So he was like, um, "Well, when would you want to come up?" I was like, "Well, I, I don't know. Um, whenever you have me." He goes, "Well, I, I leave in three days," and he goes, "You have passport?" And I was like. Yeah, got a passport. He goes, you want to you want to come back with me? And it was like that quick. And that's so I was like, sure. And I was like sitting in my mind, you know, I'm like, okay, you know, like I, I can go, I can go to school anytime, pretty much, you know. 
Um, but this is like a once in a lifetime opportunity. And I don't know if this will come back, you know, back, in, back towards me. So yeah, man, it's like, uh, that's how it happened. And like, geez, he goes, uh, uh, he goes, uh, meet me. You know, I think it was like, meet me the next day. Um, they, we take you shopping. I was like, okay. <laughs> then the next day it was like, oh, I'm on. I mean, they bought me like shoes and clothes and all this, like a bunch of stuff. And then. I, I like I, I didn't experience this this kind of stuff before in my life, and I was like, holy shit! And I mean, I walked, home, you know, I went home with like bags of clothes and bags of stuff, and and like my my grandmother, because she's very, um, you know, she's very into like education, and she went to college in Missouri, like you know, back back in the day. So she's like, who's this? Who's this person? And like, <laughs> what what you know, what's the deal? And you know, she's asking all these questions, and you know, I went from I'm gonna go to school. In California, too. I'm gonna leave in three days to Japan. So that's kind of like the you know version of what happened with, with me getting to Japan. Okay. Um, you said like at the high school you went to Japan. Like how how impactful was it culture wise to you? Oh, it was it was a big uh, culture shock, man. Um, yeah, man. It, you, like you, so, you, you have Japanese culture. And within, uh, and then you have a wrestling culture. It's 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 two different. I mean, it's just you know, wrestling culture is just very more, much more intense. Um, you have the pecking order, your senpai, your kohai. Um, you know, just starting off from from you know that go do it guy. Um, you know, and then working your way up and stuff. And so it's very you know uh, Japanese wrestling is based. A lot with like uh, uh, sumo culture because of you know Ricky goes on and uh, a lot of you know there were a lot of sumos that that you know kind of started um, uh, pro wrestling in Japan. So they, they you know the chanko nabe eating or making chanko eating chanko you know serving your 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 senpai your your, your the older guys um, the guys above you. Uh, how long did it take you to adapt? Oh shit, a long time. <laughs> yeah, it took a few years. I mean, man, I, I mean, especially when you're you're a young boy, like uh, you know, coming in there, man. It's just like, I mean, you're you're effing up all the time, man. You know, I mean, you're getting yelled at, you know, shit thrown at you. You know, it's just like, um, you know. But they were, I, I I gotta say, man, they're they were cool to me at the beginning. You know, um, they you know at the very beginning, like you know, they they you know they they went out of their way to you know help me out, and but you know after a while, you know you keep effing up <laughs> or you, you're not doing something correct or like how they want it, you know? And, uh, oh man, you, you know, you just, you just catch shit, you know, you catch hell. But, um, yeah, it, it was a, yeah, it was an experience. Which called like, yeah, like they'll help you in the beginning, but as you go on, if you mess up there, like you should know by that type of thing, like when they're yelling at you. But, uh, uh, yeah, like when I went to Japan last year, it was a big culture difference for me as well. So, I get it, even though it was just two weeks, but it was still big. Just to take in how they how they do things, how they a lot different than in the in the states. Right, and everything is like you know when you're learning how to um, when you're learning how to uh, bump everything at the very, very beginning is very you know they want Japanese, they want everything like yeah I wouldn't say everybody, but um, they would like to have things perfect, right? And uh, right. I still remember I was at <laughs> I was. I was at the airport with um, uh, one of the guys. I get there. I got an income call. I'm gonna decline it. Um, I remember I was at the airport with Mr. Bob, and he was like, uh, "He was like, oh, you know, here, 
do you know how to bump? And I'm like, it's not. And so this, this, so this is like one thing with being around Curtis. Like Curtis, we, we talked about wrestling, but he didn't smarten me up to what wrestling was and what it entailed, the, the nitty gritty of it. So he, he was like that. So, so I remember him asking, sure, you, you know how to bump? And then so I was like, you know, what is, what is, what is bump? And he goes, her, how to fall? And then I was like, like a judo row, judo, like, you know. And then he was like, ha, 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 okay. And then that's, like, that's all. I, I still remember that. Like, we, were, we were sitting on there next to each other, and I'm like, what the, what the fuck is bump? And then, um, yeah, man, it was just like, um, that was like one of those things that, you know, later on, it's just like, you know, and then then you realize what, what the heck bump is, man. And you're like, you know, your ass is sore, everything's sore on your body, your neck's sore, and you're getting the wind knocked out of you. And you know, hundreds of times, like literally, like you know, like get up, do it again, get up, do it again, get up, do it again. You know, throwing you every which you know every which way, um, squat, push ups. Oh, it, yeah, it it sucked <laughs> at the beginning. Yeah. What was the hardest thing to learn there during your training? What was the hardest thing for you? Um, yeah, I'd say like um, bumpy, you know, like yeah, cold, everything, everything was it was hard, man, at the beginning, you know, like at, at that time too, you know, I'm a high school kid, and I, I actually had a girlfriend back home, and oh, it just it sucked, you know, I, you know, you're homesick, you want to go back home, but then you you're right. here to you know train and learn, and then um, yeah, it's just like just getting thrown around, and, and then like the cultural aspect of it too, and like. And then, like uh, everything, you know, coming in at the bottom, you, you're everything is last for you, right? You know, everybody does everything first, and you're you're um, you, you're going to eat last, you're going to shower last, you know, you first want to wake up in the morning to clean the house, you you answer the phones, um, even though you don't understand what the hell they're saying, you know. <laughs> yeah, right. We wanted to ask about you know the the real world tag league, right, is coming up. Because uh, it's you know November is the the usual time that the the, the league starts, and uh, we were wondering if you know you had any memories of any particular ones uh, of uh, the real world tag leagues uh, that you've been a part of because you've been a, a, I'm looking at it right now you've you've been a part of quite a lot of them, and starting from the 2000 you know uh, I think you go uh, until you have your 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 knee issue. And so you're going from 2000 pretty much to, I'm looking at it, to 2012. You're just there, like almost every single one of them, just boom, 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 boom. Um, is there any, you know, anything that you remember from any of those tag leagues? Um, man, like, uh, <laughs> like it, it, what was cool about those is, like, you know, having, like, the other foreigners come inside, you know, other guys coming through there and um, – Gosh, I'm, I'm trying to like jog my memory with. Um, I, I think the one I, 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 that was pretty memorable. Um, gosh, it was like I'm trying because uh, I'm, I'm I'm trying not to get like them. You know, you start, they start massing together. Oh sure. Um, yeah. It was like yeah, like uh, it was like it was Bobby Duncan, Stan Hansen. They might have been tagged together. And um, shit, what was a um, uh, uh, what's that guy? Um, Bradshaw, Bradshaw was their um, uh, WWE guy. Um, yeah. <laughs> what was that? JBL, right? It was JBL and his tag partner. Um, yeah, I forgot the, those guys' names, but but that I remember that that tour was. Um, 
it was just it was just cool. Like, it, it, I mean, talk about you know big men of wrestling kind of deal. Like he's you know big dudes, you know, six foot six. You know, he, um, everybody's <laughs> uh, like six foot one and above. You know, six feet and up. But uh, some big dudes, man. I mean, that was a thing that that all Japan um, brought. That, that was the difference between all Japan and, and New Japan. I mean, New Japan you have the big dudes, but I think all Japan like really had like the big man um, game, you know, for uh, for professional wrestling. And uh, that that was a thing that um, you know, Mister Baba liked, you know, because of course he was a big man. But um, um, shoot, like what what could I say about the matches themselves? You know. I, uh, I don't know. I, I kind of don't remember that part. Uh, see, see, for me, as I get older, like I remember all the the the, the fun stuff, right? The stuff you do after the matches and or um, on the road, kind of deal. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just like any any other job where it's just like, hey, right. you know, this kind of the the nine to five kind of stuff. But then it's the people that kind of really make things memorable at your workplaces. You know, you wind up right. like making strange uh, bedfellows with people. That like you know you don't interact with them too much at work, but then after work you're like, oh yeah, that's that's you know I'm cool with that guy. Like we have you know a ball, you know, have some drinks or you know just hang out. You know they're good people. You know, um, yeah. Right. Um, so uh, what do you uh, what do you remember of um, you you've won a couple of champions carnivals, right? You're, you've won a couple, and right. uh, is there any memories that you have? from winning any of your car um, it's 2006 and 2012 that you win your carnivals right so is there anything because mm-hmm. the, the you know um the that's a huge freaking trophy i just gotta say right. it, it's right. it's huge how heavy was it? oh it was, it's, it's freaking heavy i, I couldn't I'd tell you like how heavy. i mean yeah, shit it, it's up there like it, i wouldn't say like a yeah. 100 maybe 100 plus I'm, I'm not too sure but it was pretty heavy you know because you know i remember like or even like picking it up and you hand it to somebody you know like a, a regular dude like you know you got these office guys that you know they come and they do you know whatever they're they're um part of like the sponsorship or something and you hand it to them and they, oh oh shit like you can see a, like no buckle underneath it you know um but yeah like, I, I remember shit like even like, there's one thing about like um those those uh champion carnivals is like i remember like Doing like a freaking like, um, well, we call them like Broadways. You know, you you go past, you wrestle past thirty minutes. Yeah, and then like, uh, fuck, I remember doing like a whatever. I think I had to do like three of them, two or three. I, I could be wrong, but I just remember like it's like because uh, Fuchi was like a matchmaker guy, you know, and he was like, oh, you you young, you strong, you, you can do this. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but why? Yeah, you have somebody else do it, you know, like. But, uh, yeah, it was like, um, no, but yeah, those would get brutal. And, um, you know, actually, like, the, the, so the fun parts of, like, those two was like, actually be, like, not, I mean, you have, like, the main event uh, once, but, like, being on the road um, and, like, the small towns and doing those. And uh, sometimes, like, you'd have, like, better matches at, at those than you would have, like, maybe sometimes at the, 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 uh, the main one, you know, the, the finale. Uh, there. You guys felt better about like a, a, a tag match that happened like at the start of the tour rather than the one that's like that the big tour ending show, you know, it's like, oh, no, I kind of feel we nailed that one better, like uh, uh, two or three days back in the tour. Am I? Yeah. And then, yeah. Something right. Like that, right? And then sometimes like maybe just that day, the chemistry is good. You know, it just uh, it, it, it works and the, the crowd is there. And like in the one part, uh, like it, like wrestling, uh, one of the. Uh, we, 
like back when I went, uh, like I'd say like the first 10, 10 years of, of wrestling, like um, Hakata, uh, down in Fukuoka, was a really popping like town. It was a small building. It was like underneath like a bowling alley. But man, the crowds over there used to be, it's, it's so hype, you know. And that was like one of those like, okay, you're kind of looking forward to, to that one, you know. And this that that um, the energy off the crowd, and you know you have some cool matches with, with that. You know the crowd, of course. You know it, it sucks when you, you go into a <laughs> you walk into an arena where like the crowd is just dead. You know it just it, it it's um, you know you know you get off on each other. You know? Uh, so <laughs> is that is that Hakata Star Lanes? Because I think that's yeah, is that right. the name of the joint. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, FMW yeah, ran right. out of there too sometimes, and so it makes it, right. it, it makes sense that uh, um, hot crowds, yeah. you know, hot crowds are like, yeah. hey, they're hot for FMW. That's that's cool that you remember Hakata though. You know, uh, is there any other uh, smaller venues or smaller cities that you remember that you know were it was like it's a good time because you know the crowds are gonna dig it. Yeah, the, um, of course. Like so, Hakata. The like, last few years that I was there, it was it was you know kind of shit. It was it was in like um, you know. The crowd wasn't that big, and you know the, the, the people weren't as into it. But um, so even like man, every every place they had like those. Um, I'm trying to think like Nagoya, um, different parts of Nagoya. Um, even going up like up north, you know, um, it kind of depends. Like you know, especially as you get up north and like uh, uh, it's cold as shit, and like it's sort of it's like one of these ones. Like um, I don't know if you guys know this, but like. So a lot of these places didn't they didn't have like a like a heating system or maybe they, they didn't want to turn it on at a certain time to be able to pay the extra money, but um, yeah, <laughs> I mean, we we'd be in that arena and like you know just freezing your ass off in, in the back in the dressing room, and you're just you're taking forever. You just saw warm up, and uh, man, you can see the crowd. I, I like I don't know how, man. I was like I look at the crowd and they're just freezing out there. I was like man, how the hell you're paying money. And you're just freezing your ass off to come watch wrestling, and then, and then of course in the summertime it'd be the opposite, you know. You, you go into the arena and it's just it's hot as shit, and there's there's no air conditioning, and it, it's just yeah, yeah. and it, of course like during the the cold season, the winter season, you're just getting hit, hit getting hit and taking bumps, it just oh, it sucks, you know. But uh, <laughs> back to the 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 naming like uh, the arenas and stuff like that. I'm trying to think, but. Um, I can't think of it now, but I, I gotta say, uh, my favorite arena was always the Budokan. That was like everything over all the domes, and I got to wrestle in all the domes in Japan. Um, I think Budokan was always my my favorite. Just the the acoustics of it, the sound of it, um, and then like when the people would start like rocking and start stomping their feet, like you could just feel it. And that was that was my my favorite, my, my tops. You know? Feels the arena. <laughs> So, so yeah. check so check this out there there is a uh, um i i'm pretty sure you are and i gotta double check uh maybe mac wants to take a look but um there's a there's a game called virtual pro wrestling 2 right it's for the nintendo 64 um and uh it, it's it's uh branded to all, all japan right so misawa kobashi kawada omori uh, uh, Taka, you know, no fear, right? They're, all their official mm-hmm. themes and everything, and I'm pretty sure you're in there too. But um, the when you get to uh, play the Budokan, because that's one of the venues that's like a real venue in the game, when the crowd mm-hmm. starts building up, it starts doing exactly like you're talking about. You can feel it. They actually projected that 
into the game with uh, there's another game called All Japan uh, Pro Wrestling. Uh, I think it's three Giant Gram 2000, and it's this exact same thing that you're talking about. At, and that one you just wrestled at Budokan, but it, it's the exact same thing. The crowd is just totally amped. They're into it. They're following the match like with the uh, eyes of a hawk. And so um, I'm, I'm not surprised to hear you say that uh, the Budokan is your favorite, just because that's like that's like the that was uh, the mecca of all Japan in the '90s, right? That was like their the place that it was like every time they would sell it out, like no question, you know, the the card it really didn't matter because that was just it was gonna sell out, boom, no questions for countless years. All right, well, hey. That is uh, the first part of our interview with Tayo Kea. We are very so excited <laughs> to have him on. And, and there's so much more. There's so much more. It's, it's coming out of my ears. And I don't know about Matt, but it's just, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I'm telling you, you know, it's, it's ridiculous how much I'm just, I'm over the moon about this interview with Kea and wanting to share it with all of you awesome folks. Uh, but we're we're closing up shop. We will be back next month with a brand new episode. We want to just give plugs and shout outs because we want to make sure that we do that before we get out of here. First off, we want to say thank you to Striga and all the folks involved with Cage Match and Pudo Love. You guys are you're doing the Lord's work. You know, we really appreciate everything that you do. And without you guys, this gets a lot tougher. You know, we, we, we do do some of our own detective work to go and to look into things through, um, you know, All Japan's website and their Twitter and whatnot. But, you know, they, they have a fantastic database for pro wrestling stuff. And we, we can't we can't thank them enough. Chair Shot, because Chair Shot is awesome and are our, our really good friends. We are on the Chair Shot radio network and we are super excited to be a part of chair shots network of wrestling group of sorry wrestling discussions they're awesome they cover a wide expansion of uh wrestling promotions around the world so be sure to check them out what what else are you covering besides uh, this uh these days the besides all japan uh, uh at all japan i do the stardom uh if there is time, I will look up like special shows, like the Assemble shows. Uh, either way, by the way, the first Assemble show is up. Definitely check it out. Great content. If you're into the Joshi scene, uh, Dragon Gate, which uh, they had a show with uh, Ita and Casey. Very, very fun match and really good show. But I'm I'm mostly watching those. Uh, as for Raiden, it is on hold for right now until there is time. But I will be watching the tag league, just not writing it at this time. Uh, I will find a day I want to write shows again. But as of right now, I'm mostly just watching and commenting on the podcast like I am right now. But yeah, uh, I cover those. And just, again, any specials or memorials that come up that pique my interest, something different for everyone's viewer, reading pleasure. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. So. Make sure that you go and check out what Matt has been working on for Stardom as Chair Shot and all the other cool stuff that some of our group members are working on as well. We want to say that we are super thankful to be up on Spotify via Chair Shot Radio Network. We are also up on YouTube. Make sure to look out for us. All Japan Worldwide Fan Group. We upload episodes of Suama Station on there and on Spotify 
We are also still working on English commentary for the Champions Carnival. We will definitely be doing the coverage for a real-world tag league, and we've kind of refined our methods a little bit better, so to speak. And so we shouldn't have so much of a time gap from when we were initially announcing when we were going to have the English commentary to when we will have it. So hopefully this time coming out of the real world tag league, things will kind of move a bit faster. And so that really got my fingers crossed on that one. And we want to make sure that you're also on Twitter looking us up AJPW Worldwide. Make sure that you're following us and checking us out and, you know, share a couple of wee tweets, you know, tell, tell your friends about us. Maybe they, they will get into All Japan, you know, with your help. Uh, you know, I try to show my friends Japanese wrestling. And so, more importantly, we want to make sure that you are in a, are the uh, All Japan Worldwide fan group, Facebook group. We have a great time looking at All Japan matches and discussing various different kinds of topics revolving around all japan you know like i said we're we're, we're family you know we, we no, no nobody really kind of gets hostile we try to make sure that we keep things very civil just because you know everybody can agree that the, the we enjoy the wrestling and that's pretty much where it needs to be in terms of uh you know uh, everybody just kind of being chill you know that's the thing that binds us is we all love all japan and so, you know, it's like, you can all be different. It's totally fine. Have your views, but don't try to cram them down other people's throats. You know, you can have a great discourse and it gets uh, uh, very heated, but you know, let's not make it personal, you know, because we're all just trying to enjoy wrestling and it's a very uh, personal, intimate, deep relationship that we all share with wrestling. Some people are bigger fans than others and some folks just, really enjoy wrestling in certain capacities and you know that's more than awesome but we folks we are out of here we'll see you next month for matt it is dave we are out of here blue justice